Before we get started on today's Marvel Cinematic Universe slash Spider-Man podcast, I'd like to take a moment just to say, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame or any of the prior uh, Marvel movies, well, you're going to be completely confused and spoiled. So if you don't want that, uh, check out our Thunder podcast. We have plenty of them. All right. Thank you so much. Now, time for Off the Wagon. Hello and welcome to Off the Wagon. We are back in the pop culture game. Sorry for uh, cutting out on you there for Game of Thrones, but we're back with some MCU talk, some Marvel Cinematic Universe talk. And after Endgame, uh, I really, honestly, there's only one person you can really call to for this sort of thing in terms of breaking it down. And uh, please welcome on the Jack of all trades, my guy Jack Counts. Jack, welcome on. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad. Glad to uh, be on the podcast, especially talking Marvel. Uh, you flatter me saying that uh, I'm a, a go-to for knowing what's going down with uh, with that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. In terms of talking Marvel, you know, we're just you're you're definitely one of the go-tos in terms of talking shop. You know, so we're excited yeah, no, to have we, you on. I appreciate it. I'm flattered. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I bumped. So after the absolutely massive Avengers Endgame, first of all, let, let's. I want to ask you this. Were you satisfied with how Endgame kind of wrapped up this, not fully wrapped up the Infinity Saga, apparently Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be the last one, but how were you, um, how were, how did you look at Endgame, and how, how did, how do you think that did at wrapping uh, this 10-year saga up? Uh, well, I think in terms of storytelling in the movie, I think they, they did a good job of subverting expectations without leaving anybody feeling cheated, you know? Definitely. Um, I think me and a lot of other people were like, all right, Captain America is for sure dead. And then the movie starts and Captain and uh, you see that Tony Stark has um, like a daughter and he's married and you're like, oh, the, there's no way it's Tony. We're, we were right. It's going to be Cap. Um, but then it doesn't play out that way. Um, but it's not in like a subverting expectations, you know, bad, like bad way. Like the yeah. way that people have discussed with Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, they didn't um, go full Ryan Johnson on it. Yeah, they, it, or Ryan Johnson. Oh my God. We're not going <laughs> to get started on Ryan Johnson. I would, I would talk <laughs> badly about that movie for a very long time. That's a rabbit hole um, <laughs> we'll go down in December before Star Wars, probably. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I think they did a really good job of subverting expectations there. I felt pretty satisfied. I was sad, you know? I, I think I teared up. I think I were people in the theater around me just bawling. Um, it was, it was, it's emotional seeing him go down and Pepper's there to say goodbye. And so Spider-Man, um, Peter Parker. So, so you know, I, I'd say uh, I felt pretty fulfilled by that ending. The only thing that I had a problem with is uh, time travel. Uh, as a as a nerd, I like to know what exactly is going on with these sort of things, and nerds are generally used to getting an answer at some point, whether it's in the story itself or from the creators. Um, but so far, there just really hasn't been a, a satisfactory end-all answer 
for time travel from the movie and that's like my one issue with it but i've been i've been looking past it it was a it was an awesome movie yeah and they i mean they obviously did explain time travel the only problem with the time travel is they contradicted themselves at the very end with captain america with old cap exactly yeah yeah and that's exactly what i'm talking about like yeah they they kind of were like oh no like it's this isn't time travel where you change something in the past the future is different this is you know this is timeline time travel right exactly like like there's like lots of theories and so i was like oh okay and then at the end when you so when the moments where you see cap at the end and there's a few other small things throughout it um such as uh the stuff with black widow and the soul gym and whatever right those are the two parts that are pretty flawed and it either means that they contradicted themselves or what i think is more likely they made up like a third version of time travel where small changes don't change timelines only big changes yeah and i know that sounds wonky but it's like based on i I wouldn't watch the movie a second time and when uh i actually forget her name the woman from dr strange oh um or something the the, uh the ancient one tilda swinton one i I know i said the one and i'm like that sounds wrong the ancient one thank you you're just missing Um, a word you're good yeah she was like if a if one of these she was kind of describing how like the flow of time is kind of guided by those infinity stones and if one of them gets removed then it branches off a new timeline right so yeah. that what I think kind of fits into this idea that only big changes change the timeline right yeah. so if captain america were to go back but then not like you didn't spoil obvious obviously he didn't change anything right things played out exactly the same way he lived a quiet life with his lady and you know young him was in the same timeline doing all the heroic things he did whereas time travel him must have just been like living a quiet life all that time right right um and that wouldn't have you know at least in terms of how things played out in the world no big changes and in terms of infinity stones no big changes so that would fit in with this kind of weird take on time travel that is very convenient for them um, they they but, went with uh, the they really went with the pimp articles route route where it's like, yeah, just time travel explains it, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, no. if you have any, if you have any, if you have any confusing issues, just, uh, you know, meme of Hulk shrugging his shoulders and going time travel. <laughs> it's an absolute win. Yeah. All right. I know. And there's so many other things too, regarding it. Like when we saw the Hulk D age and re age, um, Scott Lang, that implies that he just discovered immortality. Um, but uh, it's whatever. <laughs> it's just just a casual immortality uh, discovery, you know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you could you could work out a million different things of that. But um, all right. So wrapping up a little in game talk before we dive mm-hmm. into Far From Home. What is the biggest thing you want to see within game? Uh, your biggest kind of un- not unknown question, but your biggest. Um, effect from endgame that you want to see uh translate to far from home gotcha well i think the trailer plays up the biggest one that i even though it's kind of the most obvious choice i do really want to see how like the loss of tony stark kind of impacts people you know of course Um, uh and i think everybody kind of wants to see that it was very unexpected to see him go down at the end of the movie like that and i i would really like to see the world after you know, after Tony, uh, which is I, which is what they've played this movie up to be. I, I think uh, 
Feige? Is that how people typically say it? Uh, Kevin Feige. Feige. Okay. <laughs> um god i've seen his name written so many times but i'm like now that i think about it I'm i like, get nope, it's one of those it. it's one of those words that you need to hear out loud and you're like wait yeah. what that's how you do it <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. all right well i think he definitely has a really good grasp on this like expanded extended storytelling that he's been doing uh, because that's really what i want to see next and they're really playing up this spider-man movie to to be a spider-man movie but to offer but to also offer like a look into the world after you know after tony stark of course, and, and really the thing, the effect I'm most interested in seeing is seeing how this world is with half of the universe, you know, half of the earth <laughs> being five years older and the other half being the exact same age. Like, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting <laughs> because uh, what if you were married and they moved on, you know? Oof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, Oof. that could be that could be pretty weird. And obviously it's going to be interesting with this specific movie because, I mean, you you get snapped away from high school. You only still got to go back. I mean, most of yeah. your... It was I quite mean, convenient that he and his sidekick were both uh, snapped. Him, um, his, <laughs> him, his sidekick, MJ, uh, Liz Allen. Yes, I mean, all, all, the of, main, all of them. All, the all of characters. them. What a convenient. Yeah, I mean, and, and also that all of Hawkeye's family got snapped, except... I mean, come on. Like, I, I love it. <laughs> It's a it's an okay plot device. As as far as things go, it could be a lot worse. I'm okay with it. Um, but that I think that's going to be interesting. This it's obviously been a significant change, and I'm excited to see how yeah. how the movie reflects it. Because I I mean it's Marvel. They're not going to just yeah. move on from the snap. Something happened. No, of course, of course, uh, yeah. And and I think uh, they it's it's always it's very hard to do tough travel time travel. Um, especially considering like the scope of this movie franchise right but of course given that this is based on comics at some point they had to do time travel there's too much time travel you know bullshit or in comics um to exactly not, to never touch on in the movies like the way that ultron's defeated in the comics is time travel and they skipped out on it then um but they came back and used it to beat uh you know well to you know beat is a not quite the word, but you know, to undo Thanos' stuff. So I'm glad they did it. Hopefully, they can stick the landing coming after you know time travel and all of the problems that arise with time travel. And if yeah. they can, they probably uh, they probably won't go back to that one, um, which is fine with me. It's tough. Yeah, I I agree. And you know, one one thing that I'm interested in seeing, and I I, I honestly am in the camp that he's that he's lying. Uh, Mysterio in the multiverse. Uh, obviously that opens up a lot of possibilities. Anyone who saw uh, Into the Spider-Verse, you know, this past December, which I, I would hope is a lot of you. If not, it's on Netflix. Check it out. One of the best oh, movies. so good. Best comic, one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen. Um, so I wonder, here's, here, let, let's just get this out of the way. Mysterio is completely lying. There's no way he's actually a hero. So uh, I, oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we know that. There's no way. Yeah. We know that for sure. The bigger question is, is he actually from a multi, like the multiverse, or is he just some dude? Yeah, I am in with you. I'm in the camp that he's not from another universe. I, I really don't think that after trying, they're still trying to stick the landing from time travel, like I mentioned, right? Yeah, there's a lot, there's of, a lot of questions. Yep. Yeah, and they've got to clean it all up and wrap it all up for nerds like me to be, to not be asking these questions over and over again. Um, and I don't think they want to bring the universe stuff into it. I did see that there was like an interview where they convert, where they confirmed that, 
um, in the MCU, the universe we're watching is like Earth 617 or whatever, 616. I yeah. can't actually remember now. Um, the they, they said that it's like the, mo- you know, the alternate version, the movie version of the like main quote unquote uh, uh, universe from the comics. Yeah. But, like, you know, that could just be, that could be true, one, and they might not dive into multiverse stuff anyway, or that could just be to throw people off. But uh, I don't know. I'm with you. I don't think that this is a multiverse situation. He's probably um, he's probably uh, lying. He's probably just sort of using it as like, a, oh, like that's me and these monsters and my powers have come from this other universe and we're we're here. And but at the end of the day, it's like all illusions in his powers, you know? Exactly. And if you actually look at his first appearance, that's kind of what he did. He kind of did the whole syndrome thing from The Incredibles where he was positioning himself as a hero to he was manufacturing the villain to fight on his own and you know make himself look like a hero i think that's probably what he's doing as far as the multiverse goes i think that probably i don't think we'll ever see it in live action but i do think there's a good chance we might see all three film spider-men make some sort of cameo period appearance in the new spider-verse uh i think that's a very very real possibility mm-hmm. um it's something actually in uh, in the comic books and the, uh, in the comic version of the Spider-Verse, we actually basically got a confirmation that in that comic thread, the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man uh, made an appearance because <laughs> they're like, oh, that, that Spider-Man looks like the dude from Seabiscuit. And it was like, oh, I, I saw the social network guy over there. But so I, I think I think if there's any chance of that happening, it's probably in animated form, which I'm all for. I, I think that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, there's also the option of a uh, Disney Plus, which is its own beast to tackle. But uh, Disney good. Plus might be having quite a few, you know, shows and spinoffs. Apparently, Loki's getting a show. Whether that ends up being a prequel or a multiverse-spanning show, where the Loki that stole that Infinity Stone goes down his own timeline, right? That could yeah, be a show. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, nobody. Only people only know that there's a Loki show coming with Tom Hiddleston for to Disney Plus. But nobody's quite sure exactly what yet. But I'm kind of thinking, you know, it might be interesting to see the show where it was Loki before he became, you know, fully a good guy, right? But like, not quite the same. Like it was, it was villain Loki that escaped yeah. the thing, you know. I want to um, see him he, hopping around causing a bunch of mischief. Yeah, and I and that could very well be, you know, what that uh, what that show ends up being. But you know, only time will tell with that one. Yeah, but, but we might see multiverse spanning stuff on Disney Plus. That might be why they mentioned multiverse stuff in the first place, even. True, and we definitely... One thing we know is also confirmed is a animated What If uh, series, uh, which is, if you're not familiar with What If, it's Marvel Comics has this line where they uh, produce alternate scenarios of, uh, like, events. Like, what if Spider-Man ended up actually joining the Fantastic Four, for example? And it's mm. always it always has interesting things, so they're looking to do... It, it, what it what it seems like they're looking to do an animated series of that, uh, with the primary one being what if Peggy Carter ended up being Captain America instead, um, which I th- I'm all about. I love those what ifs. Uh, I, I always yeah. Re- yeah I, I I my dad had a whole bunch of them and I remember pouring through a bunch of them and it's it's always such an interesting concept to explore. Yeah, no, I, I lo- the spinoff stuff they did in the comics was some sometimes some of the most fun stuff. You know, like Punisher and Deadpool kill the universe were neat. Or, exactly. you know, and uh, <laughs> those were neat. 
Uh, I think I actually enjoyed. They're kind of hit or miss, but the uh, I always enjoyed the uh, the Marvel zombies stuff. The zombie yeah, universe. Yeah. That one was kind of interesting. And then uh, with DC, they do lots of cool stuff with like alternate versions of Batman, Superman, etc. That are pretty neat. Like Russian Superman, if you've ever seen that, that one. <laughs> I've not, but I'm going to search it as soon as I, uh, in, as soon as we get off the pod. It yeah. sounds really funny. Yeah, Russian he, he Superman. Land, instead of landing in America, he lands in the USSR. Oh my and, God. Uh, he's still kind of like a world symbol of like peace and justice, but his, uh, his values are shaped a little bit by uh, communist <laughs> values, you know, that's Rather than the American dream. That's insane. I, I'm interested. That's, that's really. Uh, uh, DC uh, does wow. some cool spinoff stuff. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's neat. DC seems like they're pretty good at everything. Like, they're, I know some of their animated stuff is pretty good. They're pretty much good at oh. anything but Ooh. movies. Yeah. Their cartoons and their animated movies are fire. I prefer their TV shows and movies to most TV shows and movies of Marvel stuff. Without um, doubt. Some of the X-Men shows were solid. And... 90s X-Men was great. Yes, 90s X-Men was great. That's Marvel. And uh, I, I also enjoyed, it's more recent, but they did an Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon series based in the, on the ultimate universe comic line okay, um, okay. where he's still in high school and um captain america and uh some of shield are kind of like in charge of like bringing up like re- kind of bringing up new heroes and spider-man's one of them and he works with like power man aka luke cage and, yeah uh, yeah a few other people um and deadpool cameos in it from time to time and he's goofy so um, it's great and, uh, yeah and so I actually, I kind of like watched that. I saw it was on Netflix at one point, and I, I like binged it like instead of studying for school once. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was it was pretty good too. But DC God. stuff definitely takes the cake. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's pivot on to kind of the future of the uh, Spider-Man films here. So we've gotten a lot of villains we haven't seen in the uh, in the movies in the prior the Raimi movies and the uh, the way the. Um, amazing spider-man movies which is i i love i'm about it uh but really yeah. so you so you liked the raimi movies i they're, they're kind of like a hot no like i i actually am with you i enjoyed them, okay but a lot of people yeah. did not like them spider-man 2 still for me is probably my uh it's probably my favorite live action spider-man film i think it probably does the best job of conveying the peter parker spider-man struggle um more than more than any other in more than any other other of them because i don't know i i, I think they just kind of nailed it no i i completely agree with you i think like there are like lots of little things that people liked to make fun of uh, especially in the third one the third one was awful you you gotta remember you know to take it with a grain of salt and that was like the best superhero movie at the time when it came out you know Exactly. Like, it, it, the bar's been raised, sure, but, like, that doesn't mean it wasn't great when it came out, you know? Yeah, and as far as contained superhero movies, that's about as good as it gets. This is also, yeah. like, it, it came out, like, a month before Batman Begins, so we really had a different standard of what superhero movies were supposed to be like. Like, Obviously, immediately after. <laughs> yeah, this, this was yeah. right before we got gritty. <laughs> yeah, right before we got gritty. <laughs> exactly. But, um... So in, in terms of in terms of new villains or hell, even old villains, what what for you is the number one Spider-Man villain you would love to see in the MCU? God, it's so hard. I, I feel like at the end of the day, from the Raimi movies and even with Into the Spider-Verse, you've just kind of always got to like Doc Ock. Yep. Just like a classic. And I think he's a lot of fun. Um, 
Oh, he was so good in the Spider-Man movies too. Just like like we were just talking about the Sam Raimi ones. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I th- I think I really like him in terms of like storytelling and stuff. Um, but outside of that, I've got to think that probably like Mysterio and Carnage. I think are ones that I always liked in terms of like kind of their powers and how they go about things. But it's yeah. just such a diverse rogue gallery right and i like so many of them it's so hard but i've always liked carnage and how how just super opposite he is to spider-man and he's always the villain that spider-man actually has to like not only has to but gets to like let loose against you know definitely like it's like super canon that spider-man can lift several tons with like any part of his body and when he punches villains, he pulls his punches super hard. Like, yeah. like it's it's nuts how easy he takes it on villains um, often. And uh, Carnage is one where he actually like has to really go all out and be Spider-Man. You know, like yeah, maximum Spider-Man to take him down. And if he doesn't, Carnage is just so brutal that just a lot of people end up dead. And I've always thought that that's like an interesting fight for Spider-Man. You know, so often it's like. Him getting creative, trying to not hurt them too badly, but also restrain them and, you know, arrest them without them getting to do something. And they've got plots and you've got to figure it out and yada, yada, yada. But Carnage yeah. just lets me get to see, like, maximum effort Spider-Man in terms of brute force. And I always I always enjoy that. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And, you know, there was at one time in the comics, very weird situation where Doc Ock took over Spider-Man's body, didn't, didn't know he had to hold back and punched scorpion's jaw clean off his body which is yeah super disturbing (laughs) but um and he and he started to like mark villains right he would like slap them right but yeah he did it he would like like i don't know how you'd call it but he'd like activate his like sticking powers yeah slap them and like after as the slap came off like he pulled the skin off their face like as a handprint and it was like how he like marked villains or whatever to like let's like brand them right with like spider-man's yeah. brand or whatever doc ock was a brutal spider-man <laughs> but, it was uh, it was intense that but it, it really it, started it really showed you just like how strong spider-man actually is and how much he holds back in order to like restrain villains without killing them on accident for sure um yeah. but but my villain uh, it's got a, it's probably doc ock um although my number two and I know we've done him a million times, but I really want to see a really well done Norman Osborn Green Goblin. I think he would be great not just for not just for for you know as a Spider-Man villain, but I think he could be one of the next kind of big bad guys in the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we've yeah, seen him. No, Osborn yeah, we we've seen. Yeah, he has reach, and we've seen him, you know, mess with him before. Or, you know, I think he could be a very pivotal uh, figure. I'm excited about that. Um, you, your villain, you mentioned Carnage. Obviously, we've actually seen him on screen kind of once in the uh, Venom <laughs> uh, film. Yes, uh, red-wigged uh, Woody Harrelson. Yes. It, not just red-wigged, but they just it looked like they just put a big mound of pubes on his head. <laughs> it was terrible. I do not know what they were thinking. Um, but anyway, so, so let's, as, as, yeah, it was go so ahead. Terrible. It was so terrible that I liked it. It made Woody Harrelson just seemed so off and creepy. Like and... they just, they brought him in for three hours and took the first cut. <laughs> yes. He just, they just had him sitting there tied to a chair for hours. 
<laughs> oh god! And it took the first try, and the rest of it, it was just a waste of time. Poor Woody. <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be maximum <laughs> stares directly at screen. Carnage. <laughs> Car. Oh god! It's, oh my god! It's, it was so, so bad. It, but it was it was so off though that I I did honestly kind of like it. Um, and we'll have to see. It just I like. I like the idea that the guy behind Carnage is just, like, utterly psychotic. Like, not in a, like, Joker way, right? Like, in a yeah. actual, the definition of, like, psychosis way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, he, like, it just makes no sense, and he's just messed up. You know what I mean? I mean, he is absolutely just a disturbing type of criminal. Definitely, if if they did a true Carnage movie the right way, you know, with him as a, either... He would have to probably be a villain. I don't think he could hold up his own movie. They'd have to take the leap and go R with it, I would say. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think I, I think I agree with you. Like, it, he needs to... He's brutal. He's he's psychotic. He's messed up. And it's not even like a Joker <laughs> psychosis, like, where you're trying to have fun, you know? It's just, like, yeah. just sheer messed up mind. Just, oof. Yeah. But well, I thought it was cool to have, like, him around as a villain. For sure. And I think the most interesting part about that... Would you like to see, and I'll just propose this as a question, would you like to see the current established kind of Sony Spider-Man universe minus Spider-Man, would you like to see that crossover in the MCU, or would you like to just see him completely restart it and stick him in there? Uh, so from what I've heard and like read online, right? Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be reboots, but they're going to try to use as much of the original actors for things as they can. Okay. So they, so like they... if they brought over Venom, it might still be Tom Hardy, but it might be a different Venom. I've also seen that it, it's starting to look more and more likely that Ryan Reynolds is going to again be playing Deadpool, but not the same Deadpool from the most recent Deadpool movies. Deadpool is the one character who crossing into the MCU would actually work because last time we saw him, he was hopping dimensions. Time. Yeah. yeah. Well, so let's it, see. But this. But they're saying already that this would not be the same one, right? Uh, because yeah. The, the problem is the problem for them is right. They're making PG thirteen movies tops, and they can't have it to where this is the canon Deadpool from a rated R movie, thus making the Deadpool movies canon. Thus meaning, if you want to watch all the Marvel movies, you have to watch these rated R movies. You see what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I agree. And I think, honestly, having him just pop up and be Deadpool is the best way to introduce Deadpool. It's just like, oh, it's just Deadpool. He's back. You know, He's back, he, yeah. Because, because the thing about Deadpool that's so great is he'll joke, be like, he'll, he'll come on the screen, you know, wearing Mickey Mouse ears for the first time. <laughs> yes, you know, no, and, he, would, he would do that. Uh, he would also, for sure, fourth wall break a joke about being in the rated R movies, but this not being the same thing you know this this studio happen. this studio won't let him say the f-bomb i mean that <laughs> that that joke is a 100 percent guarantee uh and i think you can honestly you can still have that i think it I, it, it, it would kind of work you can balance it um yeah i think I, it'd I be think difficult so much of deadpool's character doesn't have like i think to really get the best deadpool you can it's got to be bloody and swear words and crude right yeah, but I think you can still get a lot of the best bits of Deadpool while still putting him in a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, I mean he's for the most part PG thirteen in the books, even. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I, like, that's why it's like I think it definitely carried over. I don't think it's like peak Deadpool, but it's still pretty good, and I'd like to see him in the MCU for sure. And I just wish they would chill out on these villain movies a bit, 
Because honestly, I don't want to. They've already kind of jumped the gun with the Venom movie. I don't want to see him jump the gun and make you know like a Craven movie, and then we can't. We have to totally redo Craven because <laughs> a, 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 a like a Last Hunt would be an absolutely fantastic film that needs to happen. They're already doing. I think they're already filming a, uh, a Morbius movie with Jared Leto, Ooh. which is. I I, uh, I don't know about that. That sounds, that. In, that we'll sounds interesting. I, I don't know if it'll be good, but it sounds interesting. It is it is interesting, but all of these films need to have Spider-Man in it. And the only way to have Spider-Man in it is to put him into the MCU, I see. Or, God God help us all, let's hope Sony just doesn't take the character back. Uh, which would be... Yeah. Ugh, and it, and it's, getting, it's getting weird, you know? Like, we, you might, we might start to just see more and more. And I, I don't think... I don't think you need to worry about taking the character back. Uh, it seems unlikely they're going to turn down however much it is that Marvel's offering to pay to use them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, because they, they still technically make... I mean, they make all of the money on the movies, the Spider-Man standalones, and they don't even have to do a single creative decision. They just let Marvel do it for them. No, exactly. They make yeah. so much money off of it. Um, so there's no reason for them to take Spider-Man away unless they were just got into some weird bidding war or something, which honestly seems unlikely. They're still businesses, you know, like they might like go back and forth on a deal, but they're always going to get Spider-Man. Yeah. It's worth too much to both of them to not give Spider-Man to the MCU. Fully agree. Fully agree. Um, but uh, so I don't, I don't think that'll happen, but uh, I mean, it's very possible we see a fourth Spider-Man <laughs> Please God, no, <laughs> and, please uh, no. There's just like simultaneous franchises going on so just, who knows uh, just please no <laughs> so we've <laughs> we talked i enjoyed tom hardy as a venom i know the movie the movie definitely had some flaws i think it could have even just have been solved by moving the events of the movie into a different order even um which is like such a small thing to make right it's literally just editing decisions at the end of the day and uh I think that can also be reflected by Tom Hardy saying, like, the movie we made was awesome, but the movie I watched was not awesome, right? Um, he wasn't super happy with Venom either when he saw it, or saw the final cut, I guess. Yeah, apparently they cut a lot of it out, and I, I don't know, I, I did kind of, I did enjoy it. It was enjoyable, because it was, there were some questionable decisions, and the movie doesn't work without Tom Hardy going completely all out, doing the weird stuff, jumping in the lobster tank. Oh yeah, no, that I, was great. That that made the movie, and I mean, geez, it was incredible. Um, yeah. So we've talked about this, you know, kind of the future of, you know, the Sony kind of Spider-Man characters, their little thing. But what about the future of Phase Four? Because as we, as I might have noted before, this is the end of Phase Three of the MCU. It's the end of the Infinity Saga. It's a new day for uh, Marvel. Um, what what are you most excited about for Phase Four coming up? They've kind of kept things under wraps, but we can assume. Uh, we can assume a couple characters will be coming in due to the new uh, due to the new merger with Fox. So what are what what are you most excited about? I'm not gonna lie. I I think for me, I think I'm gonna actually enjoy what's like coming next even more. I guess, but I'm yeah. also worried that now with Infinity War wrapped up, um, that we that they could see like a decline in people in interest, which worries me. Right. I think nerds are going to continue to eat it up, but like, I just hope I'm hoping that it doesn't lose mass appeal. Um, you know what I mean? Like everything comes and goes in life. And this movie franchise has been going on for a long time now. And 
I really don't want people to be like, ah, like that was a good ending. I'm satisfied. I'm going to see Spider-Man far from home. And then it's, and then I'm done, you know? Yeah. I, I, I get that. I think the I'm worry worried. about, I, I, we were worried about superhero fatigue back in like, Oh, eight pre, you know, like around Iron Man around that. But it, it really does feel like with what they've done with infinity war, that it's kind of hard to go up any further. And I think they're going to try to focus on smaller stakes films, um, but there's a lot to be excited about, primarily for me. I'm pumped about the Fantastic Four. I think we get to see them way before we see uh, the X-Men, really. Um, oh, yeah. It's going to be a long time coming for X-Men, honestly. Um, yeah. Frankly, um, they they could, they might even, I could, I could see Phase 4 be all of these other heroes that have been touched on, right? Um, kind of getting a lot more lower stakes movies, throwing that stuff around uh, as they kind of come into their own. Um, maybe not quite the you know saga of Infinity War, but maybe like some coming together um, against some villains like near the end, but overall lower stakes. Um, and then Phase Five could be all about like the rise of mutants. You know, like X Men in general is just a fantastic story. It really is. Like but it's, the problem... it's like in its own, the premise is literally just a plot point on its own, right? Humans start to evolve yet again, uh, getting random powers, and it starts to cause conflict between humans and mutants. Bam! Exactly. In its own, a cool plot point that you could build a movie series off of using both the current characters and heroes and the growing threat of mutants that, you know, use their powers for bad and the people that use their powers were good. A lot of heroes come into their own and get their, their powers um, and they're kind of like chosen or whatever, you know, like Scott Lang's a good guy, gets chosen by Hank Pym. Bam, he's a superhero. A sheet like uh, Captain Marvel, she's a badass, good guy, fighter pilot, gets caught in this thing, does this heroic act, boom, she gets this like engine powered by an infinity stone blasting, making her super powerful, right? But mutants uh, are yeah. just, you're a normal fucking person and then bam, you have powers. You yeah, know, it's it, like you could be you could be an anti-hero, a hero, a completely normal person who doesn't want anything to do with your powers or somebody's going to use it for bad and you just get powers, right? Exactly. And that's the thing I'm interested to seeing see seeing about is how they introduce that in because the thing is about X-Men that you you know is mutants have been around forever. So I want to see how they are like, "Oh yeah, now there are mutants everywhere." And I think the, they're probably going to use the uh, the snap as probably the primary primary thing that gets that whole pr uh, process started. Maybe the snap is the thing that you know really wakes up the X gene or something. I, I, no, I, I kind of I, I could see that. That's that's like a big you know a big magical force. I mean, in terms of science and radiation, it's probably insane. <laughs> yeah, and, and so. it, I think. I think you could, well, of course it makes no sense. It, I mean, it's, it's superhero movies, but no, I, know, I think I it, like, I mean, yeah, saying, yeah, like, for sure. Know, like there could for sure be that kind of side effect. I haven't even considered that. That's awesome. And not only that, but we've already seen, I, here's my theory on this. We've already seen how infinity stones can cause kind of mutations with what happened with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. So I could see them being like, Oh yeah. Like Scarlet Witch, like always had like this gene in her and you know the stone woke it up that's why her her and quicksilver woke that up for them that's why the other subjects didn't work 
stuff like oh, that. Be like, yeah. When the snap happened, it just sent like everyone, you know, like everyone who got brought back might have woken that gene up too. I think that's interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and Scarlet Witch has like pretty, is like a pretty big plot point in a number of X Men things too, like that are X Men universe, like big impact things. Like she's like shifted reality before too and things. And uh, yeah. I don't know if we're going to see quite that level of things, but, but no, she's, she's pretty integral to a lot of their storylines and uh, they can totally Definitely. bring it in. And it sounds like they're interested in using a lot of the um, cast from those other movies. So, uh, I mean, I think Michael Fassbender um, is a, is a dope Magneto. Um, yeah, he's good. I just, I, I liked him a lot. Okay. So the most recent two movies, I'm not counting because they were okay. They were okay. It maybe not even okay in some parts. The first two, um, future, uh, future, the, 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 the days of future past and first class, I thought were awesome personally. I, I like yeah. those ones a lot. Yes. Uh, that's kind of the, pro- the problem with the kind of soft reboot they did is it got too much to the point where it was just Patrick, I mean, they were just yelling at each other, you know, Charles, you don't know what you're doing. The humans <laughs> will never accept you. And you just loop that storyline to oblivion until there's nothing left. And that's I, not uh, okay. That's what I, we've been I, seeing in the movies. There's a lot more to X Men than well. Just no, that. I, I was saying that's that's where they went wrong. Is they oh, didn't, yes, you're right. <laughs> they, they didn't. They, yeah, they didn't allow things to grow and stuff. And you know, uh, focus on other characters. I thought they no, were very narrow. You're exactly right. Like every single Spider-Man trilogy does the origin right. And yeah. so Spider-Verse and um, Spider-Verse and the MCU were both like, that's played out. We, yeah. We, people, if people don't know how they got to be Spider-Man at this point, like, you've been living under a rock, right? Like, yeah. That's some, like, you, you know. And, like, it's even simpler with mutants. You can just be like, oh, yeah, uh, mutants are, or humans are still evolving. Some of them are getting weird powers. Uh, we'll see how that turns out, right? You can yeah. just say that. That's that doesn't even have to be. You don't even have to go into all of their origin stories. You're just like, got it. People have mutant powers. Obviously, that's going to lead to some conflict. Show me the movie, right? Like it's for not, sure, it's they not could just complicated. Just brush through it a little bit. I just I hope yeah. they put a I little mean, more. I don't want to see Magneto in his like getting tortured by Nazis for the third time. You know, like I've I've seen it many many times, and they flash back to it all the time in those movies. I get it. That's where Magneto came from. You don't need to keep showing us. Exactly. And I, well, I agree. We didn't need to see another, we didn't need to see another Spider-Man origin. I wish they would have at least, at least just, just one line about Uncle Ben. They haven't mentioned him once. I know he is canon. If you look at, you know, the, um, one of the, one of the Far From Home trailers has him closing a uh, suitcase with his initials. I just, just, briefly just don't even you don't need to show me anything just mention that that's the thing that set him off um i i yeah you're you're right give him a little bit more character motivation i think that yeah they just needed something he didn't even it just it was just a little too light on it which i'm i get it um but i don't know i i, I thought it was funny on into into the spider-verse how they honestly played up the origin story thing for for a joke, you know, you, you got to see yeah. they 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 overplayed it to be funny, you know. All right, here we're gonna do it one more time. That was great. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. 
yeah no so no, yeah so and, like, and and that's how you know you gotta you gotta keep in mind that like most people know the story at this point and if there's been a movie over it a bajillion times you don't need to see it again and x-men has lots of cool storylines i mean x-men comics alone are like probably a little over a third of all of marvel comics there's so many x-men characters wolverine's been his own thing so many characters have had their own like storylines they have so many um, like teams and spinoffs and stuff like Uncanny X-Men and X-Force and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and so many characters from the regular comics were like canonically, they got their powers from being mutants, you know, or yeah. villains. Like, like all these characters have their origin stories, but some of them, they're just like, oh, yeah, he's just a mutant. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, just it's just whatever. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. Well, I think we pretty much covered about everything there is to cover about. Uh, both Spider-Man and the future of the MCU as it go, uh, goes going forward. Uh, looking forward to Spider-Man Far From Home coming out on Tuesday. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see if uh, any of our questions get answered. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the movie. Um, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I've listened to a few of the episodes. It's cool to get to be on here for uh, for some pop culture stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Always good. To, it was great having you on. And uh, I'll, I'll, have you, I'll have you back on at some point. We'll... Uh, Let's try to get. We should try to get you and the uh, old uh, uh, Thrones talk guys back together. That'd, that'd be pretty good. Parker Charles and crew. <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Jack. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. I uh, I appreciate you sticking with us. And you know, if you know this is your cup of tea, let us know, and we'll do more of them. If not, well, just keep listening to Thunder episodes and scoot on by. Either way, if you liked it, hit us up with a five star review. We love those five stars. We are five star men. Uh, welcome to the five star man club, Jack. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, so guess what, yeah, five star review, comments, any anything you want, just leave us a good comment. Uh, leave us a bad comment. I don't care if it's a bad comment. Just give us five stars. I don't know, just for fun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back uh, probably with another Thunder episode sometime. So. Just hit that subscribe button, and we uh, love having you listen. And, um, oh, yeah, well, Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> that was great.
Fuck.